Hey, welcome back to Bird Dog Gaming's The Unlockable Podcast. Today we're talking about scary parts of non-scary video games. I think that's the best way I can describe it. Hannah and I don't have a huge amount of experience with survival horror games, but we definitely wanted to do an October-y themed episode for you guys, so this is what we came up with, and I think it turned out really well. So sit back and enjoy the episode to get you in the Halloween spirit. Welcome back to the Unlockable Podcast, where joining me, as always, is Hannah. Hello. What's going on, Hannah? Uh, not a whole lot. What about you? Nothing, except for the fact that I already know what's going on, because uh, we've been talking for two hours on the phone. But we're going to act like we just got on the phone together, right? Yeah, a long time no talk. So I want to start off with some announcements for the first time in the podcast history. Um, first of all, we are going to begin releasing the podcast on other podcast aggregators. So your favorites like anything but YouTube and Spotify and Apple Podcasts and all that great stuff. Um, so far up to this point, we've only been on YouTube. But starting with this episode, you should be able to listen to us on anything else. Um, and if you don't see us on your other aggregator that you prefer just let us know and we'll be happy to add it up there probably most likely that sound good hannah yeah sounds good next up we're gonna start reducing the amount of news we cover starting with this episode so um honestly sometimes we're just kind of rambling about things that we don't even care about um because we think they're like breaking news um and I understand a lot of people will care about it, but like by the time we actually get the episode edited and released, we are way behind on news. So we're only going to talk about things that we personally care about and, um, you know, might have some kind of input on. We don't, like, right now, uh, something that happened in the past week, for example, is uh, that Minecraft guy got added to Smash, and this episode is going to come out in like two weeks. And so everybody's going to be like, well, okay, we're already like looking at the next Smash character at this point, right? So we are just going to reduce the amount of news that we cover. And um, yeah, next up, we would like to start introducing timestamps. So I know that that is specifically a thing on YouTube. I'm not sure how it's going to work on the other aggregators. But I do know that... um, you know, some of y'all probably don't want to listen to the news. Some of you don't care about what we've been buying and playing because you don't actually care about our lives and everything. So we are going to try to put those timestamps in like the description for sure. And, uh, you know, I know you can have those smart timestamps or whatever on YouTube, but we'll figure it out. So look for that starting with this episode as well. And last thing for announcements is this episode was supposed to be part two of the death of physical media where we were going to talk about limited run style companies but i decided that we needed to do a little bit of a halloween episode just because this is our first halloween as a podcast um but yeah this is our 11th month making this podcast and um yeah i will i set a reminder on my phone november 19th was the day that we first recorded this podcast so We're going to have some kind of, uh, we're not going to do anything special, but we are going to tweet about it probably. So be on the lookout for that tweet. One year anniversary. Woo! Woohoo! 
All right, what's next, Hannah? What do we do after the announcements? Oh, next after the announcements, we do the news. But uh, all right, bet yeah. I really didn't know. I, I needed you to tell me, so um, you're up. Let's, okay. Let's hear the news that you got for us. Okay. Well, you kind of stole my thunder <laughs> with one of the ones earlier, but Minecraft <laughs> is now a thing in Smash. What? Uh, yeah. So if you didn't see, you can play as Alex and Steve, and I think you also get to play as Creeper and and one of those little Endermen too, right? Oh, I, I don't dude, know. I thought it was just the the main character. Well, I I don't know. I I think it's that one too, but I think those are like shadow fighters or whatever so it's like an alternate skin or whatever oh but uh yeah that's okay. pretty interesting honestly if you would have told me like five years ago that that you know steve would be in in smash i'd be like how would that work like what would his moveset be but if you watch the gameplay video of sakurai showing it off it's like wow that team is so ingenious i don't know how he did that you know um, i've never played minecraft I've never played Minecraft either. I've played Dragon Quest Builders, which is kind of like Minecraft, hmm. but never Minecraft. Are we even gamers? <laughs> I guess not. Um, and then, obviously, with the announcement of new Smash characters, we're obviously getting new Amiibo. And so, I think that they said uh, when all the DLC fighters were coming out or going to be announced that they're going to have Amiibo. So, we knew they were coming at some point, but we actually got to see pictures of the Banjo and Kazooie. Uh, amiibo the terry amiibo and the baylith amiibo that was very exciting um and then so obviously i guess minecraft is going to get amiibo at some point too so does that mean you're going to buy the minecraft amiibo uh yeah obviously (laughs) (laughs) i don't even like banjo and kazooie but i have to buy that one i can't have a i can't have a not complete set even though i don't have that now anyways anyway um so this year is super mario's 35th anniversary uh, so they announced a whole bunch of fun stuff but i've been playing the super mario like the 35th anniversary um battle royale game and it is super fun have you played it yeah dude it's actually pretty fun and it's a i know mario version of tetris 99 yeah it's amazing and i know a lot of people were worried that it was going to be like laggy or bad but it's not at all i haven't had any problems with it it's very frustrating, though, the game itself. Have you won? No. The the most, the highest I've got was third place, and I was very proud of that. Because, seriously, like, the last three or four people can go on forever. Yeah, it's, it's a long game, actually. I, I think that's probably my only complaint. I mean, Tetris 99, you're in and out pretty quick, but this game has, like, a third of the players, and it's way longer. Yeah, because the players are just, they're good. And it... And it when you play the game, you can't just be good at Mario. You have to be good at strategy, too. Mm-hmm. So you can't just, like, speedrun it because there's no end. Um, and then next, let's see. This isn't super important, but I thought it was kind of interesting. Nintendo accidentally leaked the existence of Kirby Fighters 2 on the official Nintendo website and then took it down and then officially announced it the next day. Like, oh, shoot, we accidentally, <laughs> we accidentally leaked that. Might as well announce it. I thought that was I didn't hilarious. I know that. Yeah. That's funny. Um, and then in September, Nintendo had a Nintendo Direct Partner Showcase, which they've been doing like every month for the past few months. And mm-hmm. they announced Monster Hunter Rise and Monster Hunter Stories 2 Wings of Ruin. Have you ever played a Monster Hunter game? Not a single one. Are they making both of those on Switch? 
Yeah, both of them. So Stories 1 came out on the 3DS. So I guess they're making oh, okay. a sequel to that. And then I believe Monster Hunter Rise is a Switch exclusive. But don't quote me on that one. But yeah, they're both coming to Switch. Um, and then they announced, of course, some Monster Hunter Rise Amiibo. But, get this, they're only being sold at GameStop. Huh. Giving GameStop a little bit of a reason to exist, huh? I know, and it sucks. I, I went and I pre-ordered them, obviously. And <laughs> they're the biggest one, I think, it was $25, and the other ones were $20, I think. Don't quote me on that. But then I had to pay $7 shipping on all of them. Each? Each! I paid $21 oh, no. of shipping. <laughs> oh, what the heck? I know! And I'm, I'm too scared to cancel my pre-order, because what if they're not in stores? Dang, do they look good? Yeah, they look amazing. I mean, the biggest one is $25. It's huge. But $21 for shipping. That is some serious dedication on my part. <laughs> you could have bought the games with that money. Yeah, I could have. Um, and they also announced in that same partner showcase, Ori and the Will of the Wisps. You played the first one, didn't you? Yeah, just recently. Loved it. I have not played those, but they look beautiful. Very nice game design. Uh, and then Disgaea 6, Defiance of Destiny. I played Disgaea 2 or 3 on the PS2. It was fun. 6 looks really good, though. Um, um, and then we got... I don't know how you say this. Is it Balin? Balin? Wonderland? I don't even know how Ballin. to say it. <laughs> <laughs> it's Balin Wonderland. I love it. <laughs> I guess it's Balin then. Don't make me sound like an idiot. <laughs> and then Ruin Factory. Hold on, 5. hang on. You're not what? gonna ask me if I've played any Disgaea games. You? Oh, have you played any Disgaea? You don't like RPGs, of course you haven't. <laughs> no, not a single one. Oh yeah, see, I already knew that. I already knew the answer to that. Uh, and then next was Ruin Factory Five. It was already announced, but I think we get a release date of 2021 at some point. And then Hades, which was like. And the Indie Showcase was one of everyone's favorite upcoming games. And it's available on the Switch now. They shadow dropped that. I have heard of that one. It's, uh, I, I haven't seen any gameplay. I have nothing to say other than I've heard of it. Oh, see, I've watched it. I watched the um, announcement in the Indie Showcase, and it looks really good. Not that I'm going to be picking it up, but, you know, it looks nice. And then, Does it look like yet another Indie Metroidvania? Uh, yeah, exactly like that. You nailed it. Okay. And then, last but not least, I know this is kind of old news, and if you live under a rock, you probably don't know, but everyone else knows, Nintendo announced Hyrule Warriors Age of Calamity. I was so freaking excited. Honestly, the when I first saw this announcement, because it was out of the blue, it was like a Twitter drop, I was like, no, Nintendo, this is this is not what I wanted. I was like... Is this the sequel you've been working on this entire time? Like, oh. no, I was so upset. And then I was like, wait, sequel, this one's a prequel. So if you didn't know, this one takes place 100 years before the events of Breath of the Wild. So it's going to uh, play, like, you're going to be able to play out the war that happens before the events That's of Breath of the Wild. That's honestly really freaking cool. I didn't realize that. It's really smart, though, because that's pretty much the gameplay of Hyrule Warriors is a giant all-out war. So, like... I don't know, that just makes so much sense. It's the game that we knew was a thing, but we didn't, like, know Nintendo would ever do something like that. That's cool. It is very cool. You're up, buddy. 
All right, I guess it's my turn for some news then. Uh, I just got a few things here. Recently, this one wasn't like top headlines or anything. Ubisoft has been like getting a lot of sexual misconduct charges or allegations is the word uh, against them. And a lot of people have been like stepping down, I guess. Uh, one of those people is Michael Ansel. Ansel. He is uh, the creator of Rayman. And, you know, for years now, everybody's been hoping for a brand new Rayman game. He's supposedly been working on Beyond Good and Evil 2 for like a decade and a half or something crazy. So I don't know what's going to happen to Beyond Good and Evil, but. Uh, and I should also mention, we don't know if he has anything to do with this sexual misconduct stuff or, like, the reason he said he stepped down is to go work in the environment and, um, like, save the earth and be green and all that stuff. But, uh, huh. who knows if that's the real reason. I was pretty devastated by it. I mean, he was probably the only chance we had at, like, a, a serious Rayman 4 coming out and... I think the the best thing that we could see coming from Ubisoft now is a re a remastered trilogy, um, just because I, 3D platformers are out, and I don't think we're getting Rayman Four, um, but definitely like a new Rayman Legends style game. I think those sell really well, and I could totally see them making a new entry in that type of uh, style. You sound really and depressed. <laughs> yeah let's try to let's try to change the atmosphere here with this next one sony says 99 percent of the ps4's library will be playable on the ps5 that doesn't mean much to us here at the unlockable podcast but that's pretty neat i'm happy to hear it uh because they've been promising backwards compatibility i believe so good on them my nintendo rewards all right i was lucky enough to get a piece of trash tote bag Animal Crossing themed. <laughs> lucky and enough. I, <laughs> they, so my Nintendo, if you don't know, because no one knows, there's a, back in the day we had Club Nintendo. It was beautiful. You got physical rewards from Nintendo, and you uh, all you had to do was buy their games, and it came with a little code in the freaking in the manual area, and you, uh, you entered that code online, and you would get some really nice rewards. And now we have my Nintendo, and for like three years probably, maybe four now, uh, there were no physical rewards, and In we the finally United got States. some physical rewards. Oh, yeah. Tell me about the Japanese ones. Oh, I don't know about the Japanese one, but I know, oh, that, I know, that, I know that the UK got a lot of physical rewards. Oh, do you know what they were? Uh... No. All right, Hannah. <laughs> I know that the UK did get physical rewards, and I was super jealous of them. Well, um, no one's jealous of the garbage we've been getting here in the States this past couple of uh, weeks. So there's Animal Crossing Xenoblade, and I know there is new 3D All-Stars pins, which you had to get the game for those, right? Yeah, you had to complete missions to get those. Wow. That's pretty neat, I guess. Um I mean, I was disappointed because I didn't get the game, and I would love to have the pins, but whatever. Um, so these these cost platinum points, which are not the gold ones that you have to spend real life money to earn. So that was kind of nice. <laughs> you mean platinum's not gold? Anyways, <laughs> uh, 
so anyways there's like a few animal crossing halloween themed ones and they're pretty weak the coolest one was a tom nook keychain that cost a thousand platinum points um then the others were like tote bags a freaking bandana i don't know why these exist but they're free up until the freaking five dollar shipping all right i was a little <laughs> upset about that i know we talked about that um and then xenoblade got something to stick on your phone right like a key ring or something i don't know what that was i assume it was something <laughs> you stick on the back of your phone but i didn't get it it's like i'm not gonna some use some kind of cheap garbage that will be worth about a hundred dollars in a few years Matter of fact, it's probably $100 on eBay right now. Yeah, you're definitely right. So these rewards have been selling out and coming back in stock and um, probably everything except the tote bag because, let's be real, who the heck cares? And, uh, yeah, keep an eye on the My Nintendo website because you cannot get any emails to notify you when they're in stock. You just have to get lucky. Make sure you got plenty of platinum points stocked up because they do expire. They love to expire those platinum points. Uh, last thing for me, Microsoft has a partnership with GameStop. This is really fresh news. It was announced a couple days ago. It's supposed to make GameStop's online presence better, whatever the heck that means. And GameStop um, definitely needs any help it can get as we draw closer to the end of physical media. More on that in the last episode of the Unlockable Podcast. Yes. But on this episode of the podcast, we are going to be talking about Halloween games. Woo-hoo. How was that for a transition? Very nice. Very Not smooth. Bad. 8 out of 10. 8 out of 10. So what are we talking about today? We're talking about some scary things that happened in non-scary games. Um, and scary is obviously a relative term to the player. Most of these things probably didn't freak you out, but they're... Well, maybe some of the things freaked you out, um, but these are things that scared Hannah and I, both uh, as kids growing up or maybe in the last five years. <laughs> uh, and the reason we're doing a topic like this is because I, I've i only just recently gotten into the horror genre, and Hannah has not ever been in the horror genre of video games, so her experience is nothing and mine is very little. So we kind of just, uh, we kind of had to see what options we had as far as like a Halloween themed episode. And I think this one's going to be good. I think it's going to be a fun little episode. How are you feeling about the episode? Scared. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And uh, last thing I want to say, all of the things mentioned will be N64 or later. Just because neither of us were PC gamers and graphics in the 16-bit days or earlier weren't exactly terrifying. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, And plus, we're like mid-90s kids, mid to late 90s kids. So while the Super Nintendo was my first console, it it didn't have... I was not personally terrified playing any of the games on the Super Nintendo. So with all of that out of the way, why don't we do like two and two... um, you said you have like nine, Hannah. What? You have like nine things for oh, this yeah, first yeah, part. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, I do. Okay, so I don't know. Just uh, why don't you go first? Talk about one or two, and then pass it on to me, and I'll go. Man, you don't even want to talk about what we've been playing and what we've been buying. Oh my gosh, Hannah, what have you been buying? What have you All been right. playing? 
Okay, what have I what have I bought? Let's see. So recently, I bought Forager for the Switch. Uh, I went into Best Buy. This kind of goes into our last podcast about physical games. I went to Best Buy. I was trying to look for a headphone adapter, and then I just I decided to go browse the games because why not? And Forger was like eight dollars. Would this phys- happen to be a twenty foot um, headphone adapter? It, yes, it was. It was a twenty foot okay, headphone adapter. Yeah, but they didn't have it though. But then I so then I, I looked for the games and the forager was like eight dollars so it was like nine dollars total, bargain. Reasons to game? keep, reasons to keep physical media. Exactly. Um, and then the next things I bought was the Joker and Hero Amiibo. That was the Very latest nice. wave of Amiibo. Bought those. They're super nice looking. Um, and then, oh yeah. So we already kind of talked about this, but the 3D or the Super Mario 3D All Stars pins. I was lucky enough to get them. I know that a lot of people did not. I just want you to know that it did. The whole the whole process took me four hours. By the way. What? Yeah. So when I logged on to the website, right, you had to claim all the missions, and the pins. Like in order to get the pins, it like it didn't go live. The website didn't go live until 3 p.m. Right. So I logged on at 3 p.m. Immediately the website crashed. I was like, oh, dang, I'm totally not going to get these. Like, all the pins are going to be gone. And I, I just kept trying, like, every five minutes. Mind you, I was in class also, so I wasn't paying attention at all. Anyway, so, like, every five minutes I'd refresh, refresh, refresh. And it kept saying it was down, it was down, it was down. And then, I, like, an hour later, I was able to get the code. So in order to get the pins, you have to get a code and then add it to your cart and do a whole bunch of other unnecessary things. Anyway, so I got the code. Then the website crashed. Oh jeez, this is like two hours past. Like, <laughs> there's no way I'm gonna get these freaking pins. But like, I had I had a pin, to, like a code to put in. So I was like, maybe. So I kept trying, kept trying, kept trying, and then three hours pass, and I was finally able to add it to my cart. But then I couldn't check out because it couldn't calculate like shipping. It's like, oh my god, this is awful. So four hours later, I finally added it to the cart, or put the pin in, added it to my cart, and checked out, and I was actually able to get them. So. Very excited about that. I don't Honestly, know how to happen. it after all that. Oh, four hours of work. Um, <laughs> and then my most recent purchase, which I just got in the mail the other day, I actually purchased a brand new sealed game from Gamefly. What? Yeah. So I knew that they sell like pre-owned games. So like it's the games that they sent out and they just, they opened the package and they just, I assume they just stored the package somewhere, right? So they just put the card back in the package, everything that came in the in the case, in the package or whatever, and then they send it to you. But this one was brand new, sealed. That's crazy. The only way that that could even be possible is if it's some weird, obscure game, right? Yeah, yeah which it, it is. It was it was Destiny Connect by Nice America, which I'm sure you've never even heard of. Yep. Yep, so I bought it. <laughs> and it was free shipping, too. Free shipping? Gamefly... Get your uh, get your games at GameFly.com, our sponsor yeah. for this podcast. <laughs> yeah, right. I have I've seen a lot of ads for them though. Not gonna lie. I bet <laughs> you've been hyping them up. So, what have you bought recently? Oh, me more lots. Uh, my bad. More GBA games, boxes, manuals for GBA games. Lots and lots of Game Boy Advance. I'm obsessed. I don't understand and, your obsession. Uh, Hannah, it's cardboard, and there's not a lot of it, and um, that's all I got for you. Yeah, but have you ever been obsessed with collecting Game Boy Advance games before this? 
No. Okay. I'm obsessed with collecting Game Boy Advance games because I made that uh, Dexter combo pack video back in February, and I realized that there are a lot of a lot of games that you look them up on eBay, and there is one or zero copies of them complete in box, and you know. I realize that this stuff isn't going to be around forever, this cardboard stuff, and it's only getting more and more scarce by the day, so I feel like I'm kind of like hopping on it quick, as quick as I can. I feel like that's what this is about. Interesting. If I have to explain myself. Very interesting. You and me are two very different collectors. <laughs> and then I got, speaking of which, I got the Powerpuff Girls Dexter double combo pack on Game Boy Advance, which is the possibly the rarest Game Boy Advance game ever made. And I'm saying it casually because I've already made an entire video about it. Uh, go ahead and check that last video out. And I just, I recently got a couple of Game Gear games because Game Gear cardboard is also not very easy to find. So I got Halley Wars, which I mentioned in my video with Craig a few months ago. And uh, it's like a shmup. I actually want to play this one. And then I, I popped it in when I got home, right? Game Gear capacitors are toast. Oh, that's the worst. So, so when I first got this Game Gear from a friend, the uh, the visuals were working, but the sound was out. And I was like, you know what? I'm just going to like go on YouTube and play the Halley Wars soundtrack in the background while I play. Screw it. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that didn't happen. Ingenious. Because the screen did not turn on. <laughs> and then I got Desert Strike on Game Gear, which was complete in box. Halley Wars was just loose. And I got A Link to the Past, loose cartridge only on Super Nintendo. It's honestly so sad that I didn't own it before now. It's it's probably top three Zelda games for me. It's a really great game. I played it on Game Boy Advance, though. And Ooh, one boy. more thing. Oh, yeah, dude, the freaking... What? Excuse me? <laughs> I said triggered. <laughs> um, I got... Okay, there is a super hard-to-find Rayman 2 PlayStation bundle that comes with, wait for it, a beach ball. <gasps> wow. I did not get the variant that comes with the beach ball. But I got the beach ball by itself, right? Someone literally listed that Rayman 2 beach ball on eBay. So I cannot wait to go to the beach with my brand new <laughs> Rayman ball. 2 ubisoft promotional beach ball <laughs> wow that's so <laughs> no, exciting it's, it's so cool i can't wait to find just the, like the cardboard box and the game without the beach ball and reunite them one day that is gonna be the best day of my freaking life it was cheap as heck and i i've never seen it before so it was an instant purchase for me was it used uh yeah <laughs> the beach ball was used <laughs> Gross. And I'm not blowing it up because I'm not about to put my lips on that thing, especially <laughs> with coronavirus right now. I am just, I'm going to like find something to blow it up with and then put it on my shelf, I think. But that thing's going to take up a lot of space. That's gross. <laughs> <laughs> I only know that it was used because in the pictures on eBay, it was blown up and he sent it deflated. So <laughs> That's so gross. So what have you been playing? You didn't mention that, have, did you? 
Uh, I did not, and I've been playing a lot, actually. I know you make fun of me all the time. Yes, um, I do. So, since the last podcast, I finally finished Xenoblade Chronicles on the Wii. And let me tell you, the last 20 hours of that game, I've seriously never been more frustrated in my life. Grinding? So, kind of. So when you get to the last three bosses of the game, right, you can't go back. So you save it right before, and you have to beat those three bosses to beat the game. So if you're underpowered or you don't have, like, items that you need, like, you can't go back at all. You can't travel anywhere. Yeah, you can't grind anymore. The only way, obviously, to go back is to start over. Like, you save and then go back before those three bosses. So I had to do that many, multiple times. Because, seriously, that last boss, like, I hit him twice and he killed me instantly. And I was, like, I was, like, the same level as him. So, obviously, I'm not an expert at the game. I'm sure other people are really good at it. I was not. Anyway, and then, after going back and grinding, I restarted the process, like, four times, by the way. And after going back and grinding, like, six levels above the boss so I could finally beat him, the final boss has three phases, like most games, and uh, so I beat the first phase, and I don't know how this is possible, I don't know what I did to make it do it, but the game glitched, and it literally would not trigger the next cutscene. So I'm just sitting there, in this void, waiting for something to happen, and nothing happened. It's like, um, Did you look hello? it up? Had that happened to other people? Yeah, it's, it's happened to other people, and I don't know what oh, I did specifically. Man. But, uh, so if you, I don't know, hit, like, a certain button or hit a chain attack at, like, the wrong time, like, <laughs> it just, bam, freezes. So it's like, oh. So I had to start over again, go back three bosses, and then it did it again. Oh my gosh. <laughs> yeah, <dude. laughs> I was like, this game really doesn't want me to finish it. So I restarted it again. Finally beat it. Thank God. But ugh, I, I I don't even know what to say. I will say, though, <laughs> the it was fun. Uh, I probably won't play it again on the Wii. I really hope they patch that problem for the uh, definitive edition that came out on the uh, Switch. We'll not be playing that again. And I like two far better than one. I know you don't have an opinion on this because you never played them. But for me, the story and the characters in two just resonated with me. And one did not. And I know that's really controversial. Honestly, your experience was probably tainted by those last 20 hours. Uh, no, because I had this opinion before. I I mean, believe me, that was was some icing on the cake. Don't get me wrong. But, like, (laughs) I... I was not interested in the story as much as I was in the second one. Gotcha. And I didn't like the characters as much either. I forgot just... you were playing it on Wii first. Yeah, I regret that. <laughs> don't know, don't know why I did that. Um, and then I also finished Super Mario sixty four and Super Mario Sunshine and Super Mario three D All Stars. Um, I you love... beat Sunshine. Yeah, I beat Sunshine. Oh my gosh! Something I've I was never able to do before. I played. We talked about it on our controversial, yeah, or our, yeah controversial opinions. Um, but yeah, so I finished it. Um, I probably won't be playing it again. It was really frustrating. If anyone wants to fight <laughs> me on that, it's just it looked beautiful. It sounded amazing, but the camera and just the mechanics in that game were so frustrating. Like I quit so many times, and I was like, you know what? I'm not gonna let this game freaking beat me. But uh, yeah, I finished it. I won't be playing that again. Super Mario 64 is amazing. 
Uh, It's shown its age uh, a little bit, but still an amazing game. And so now I'm on Galaxy. You are a trooper for playing through Sunshine. Good for you. You're an inspiration. It was was wonky, man. (laughs) Um, And then the other things I've been playing are me and my friends started playing Among Us. And that game is so fun. It's just one of those casual games that you jump on. But it is it is seriously so much fun. I know I already told you, but uh, I can't really get into it. Nope, I like it. Me and my friend were just killing everybody. It was great. A great time. I'm Would not, recommend. I'm not trying to be the, the guy who hates all the cool popular stuff, because I hate that guy, but it just wasn't for me. That's fair. I think you're allowed a few of those. <laughs> so uh, what That's are you it? playing? Yep. Okay. I have recently started Donkey Kong Country 2. Didn't grow up with those games, so I've been playing through them. And I started playing it actually before it became a Switch online game, so yeah, I didn't want to start over. And um, yeah, been playing it on the Super Nintendo. Also playing. Heck yeah, hard not to. Uh, Also playing Super Castlevania 4. That one I don't own the cartridge for, so I've been um, playing it on the Xbox collection digitally. Pretty cool, pretty awesome game so far. Um, yeah, I don't have a lot of Castlevania experience so far, and I'm, I'm looking forward to playing through a lot of them on this collection. But I kind of just picked it up to get in the Halloween spooky mood. Spooky. I have no experience with Castlevania, except for owning two Amiibo. <laughs> Uh, I was hoping you were going to say two games at least. Nope. I also, speaking of Donkey Kong, beat Tropical Freeze, which that was the second time for me. I played it cooperatively, oh my gosh, cooperatively with my girlfriend recently. And yeah, that game is just tough. I love it, but it's tough. I have not played it, but I heard it's very good. Very good game. Just as good the second time around. I'm playing some Battletoads, the new one that Rare put out on Xbox One. I heard that's I'm awful. Playing, uh, you did? Yeah. I haven't heard that, and I haven't felt that. <laughs> hmm. I've, I'm enjoying it. And then I just play this freaking racing game I might have mentioned last episode called Dirt 4. Yeah. Cars go vroom. And then... <laughs> vroom. <laughs> And then another Cars Go Vroom. I'm always playing Rocket League. Oh, man. You didn't have to it's bring that free one to play now, Hannah. Get on Rocket League. Uh, no. I'd rather play we Among Us. You can pause the show. No. Uh, that's a no. That's all I got. So now we can get into the main topic. I had that awesome uh, transition, and it was it was put to waste because I forgot about the been buying, been playing. All for nothing. So... Now, you can get started. Um, We need some kind of transition, though. So, spooky, spooky, spooky games. Um, And you're up. I want (laughs) to hear, uh, I want to hear, like, two, one or two games that you found that were not horror games, but they had, like, some really scary slash disturbing aspects to them. And then I'll go. Okay, so we are going to start with Donkey Kong 
64. I don't know why I said it like that. Okay, so first we're going to start with Creepy Castle from Donkey Kong 64. So this is one of those games that I play. Well, I didn't play. I watched my brother and my friend play, and they're four years older than I am, so I'm sure they didn't find it as scary as I did. But uh, So yeah, I was watching my brother and my friend play, and at this level, I think, I want to say it's the seventh level, but don't quote me on that one. Um, we played it for hours up until then, and it's a pretty, it's a fun, happy little game, right? You're, you're Donkey Kong, and you're collecting things, and you're throwing stuff. And then you get to Creepy Castle, and it's exactly what it says. It's a creepy-ass castle. So the level is dark, and it's creepy, and inside the castle, like, when you get inside, you hear, like, these really creepy, like, groaning noises, and, like, ghosts are, like, ooh, spooky. And, I mean, now I probably wouldn't find it scary, but at the time I was playing this, I was probably, like, six five or six so i was absolutely petrified oh and not to mention inside the castle there's like crypts and catacombs and it just and there's monsters and it's just it's scary why would you put that in such a fun little game i don't understand (laughs) that is my number one is it uh is it not the last level it might be the last level i don't know i've never beaten it I love you know that what? game. I, I've never beaten it, though. I don't think I've ever beaten it, either. Huh. This is one of the last levels, though. I think. Um, and let's see. What's another one? Okay, here's another one. So this is also from the Nintendo 64. And it's from GoldenEye. 007 GoldenEye. So it's the... it's the. I don't know if you've ever played... You've played GoldenEye, right? No, ma'am. Oh, my God. Okay, so... Dang. Really? <laughs> Man, where have you been? Anyway, so it's the, there's this one Egyptian level, right? And Okay. So it's, it's I don't know where it takes place. I haven't played it in a while, but it seems like it's an Egyptian level, right? So you're under, I assume it's in a pyramid, because, like, why would you go to Egypt and not go in the pyramid? Anyway, so you're, you're traveling around these, like, really dark, narrow hallways, and you're going upstairs and downstairs, and then there's just this really creepy laugh that, like, echoes throughout the entire, like, level that you're playing and you're like oh my god what the heck is that okay first Ugh. of all if, if you've ever played 007 right it's you're, you're killing people and shooting people so it's you know that fact is kind of scary anyway and so the point of this mission is to shoot the guy <laughs> shoot the scary guy at the end right but you can hear like his laughs throughout the entire level and it just seems like he's chasing you and the level is super dark so you can't really see and people are shooting at you, and it, oh, it's terrifying. Absolutely terrifying. And the music I've never is scary. Heard, I've never heard anything scary about this game. Is it actually terrifying? Well, not now, but back then, <laughs> heck yeah. You gotta imagine, I was like a five, six, seven, maybe eight-year-old playing this game. I mean, That's it was kind of scary. So, like, it's gotta be based on a movie, right? It's a yeah, 007 it's ba- it, yeah, license it's based, game. Yeah, it's based on the movie. But I don't remember that scene in that movie being just terrifying <laughs> interesting i mean think about it you're you're young and you can just imagine that somebody's chasing you throughout this whole level and trying to kill you scary yeah you don't have to explain it to me that uh it's a good transition into this first one that's absolutely not a scary game uh scooby-doo classic creep capers on nintendo 64 i have never um, even heard of that <laughs> I actually I had to look up the name before the episode because I just knew it was Scooby on the N64. But <laughs> <Scooby>. uh, 
so it's a black cartridge to start off with all right it's it's terrifying the cartridge is already dark and spooky and i never got far in this game pretty sure i rented it and tried to sit down and play through it with my cousin you're gonna hear me talk about my cousin a lot in this game because you know n64 days were all about me and the cousin <laughs> Uh, never got far in it. Probably rented it at like Blockbuster or something. There's a truck on fire at the beginning, and there's this creepy angle. Like, it's like a third person walking around and like not getting caught type of game. But it's not a like a platformer where the camera's following you. It's like someone set up a camera in a bush. And you're just like walking, the camera's not moving at all. You're walking in the line of sight of this camera, almost like someone is staring at you, bro. Ooh, like somebody's okay? stalking you? Ooh. Exactly. And uh, I very vividly remember this truck being on fire at the beginning. And you're supposed to like walk around, look for clues. And you have to sneak around in this museum. I think that's like the next scene. And things start coming to life and chasing you, like Night at the Museum or something, or... I don't know, an episode of Scooby-Doo. And uh, it's fine in the cartoon, but something about being in the game and those disturbing camera angles really freaked us out. Oh, and uh, That sounds good. Yeah, young, six, seven years old, playing this, immediately returning it to Blockbuster. <laughs> <laughs> no thanks, this is not the game for me. I'm good. Well, when, yeah, that's... When... When playing a game like that, though, like, you project yourself onto that character. So if you really believe that you're that character, you're so invested <laughs> in the game, and someone's trying to chase you, that's horrifying. I don't care who you maybe, are. Maybe video games are bad for us. Yeah, maybe. They're ruining our minds. <laughs> All right, let me choose another one from this list here. Um, Rayman 2. One of my favorite games of all time actually scared me as a kid, right? That game, super dark and eerie. Uh, like, the theme of the game is just super dark. I mean, you like the story. The introduction of the game is pitch black. It's, like, storming out. And, and there's, like, people starving and dying in prisons. And, um, ah. yeah, it's, it's rated E, by the way. I swear ESRB is a lot different today than they used to be. <laughs> um, but anyways, there's a part in the game where, well, it's it's the majority of the game where you have to go and get these masks. You have to get four masks to get to the final boss. And each mask is so creepy. They are elongated faces with like crazy hair and like these eyeballs that are stuck into your brain that you will not forget. And, um, yeah, there's a lot of creepy parts in that game, but the masks have, like, forever stuck with me. I think as a kid playing the game, I kind of had to, like, look away when, um, the guy who is also very disturbing that holds the masks and, like, puts them on their, their stone to progress the game. He's, he's like this little two foot tall Oompa Loompa, but he's got these <laughs> long, creepy little arms and, like, foot long fingers, and he's just creepy as heck but yeah really dark game his name's polocus by the way but Polocus. uh really really dark game and that, that those are my two to start off with huh. so what do you got that sounds absolutely terrifying so speaking of really <laughs> long creepy little arms so my next one is Gosh. the scary arm thing from ocarina of time you've played ocarina of time yes 
Are you talking about the thing that falls from the ceiling? No, I'm not. That's my next one. But I'm talking about the Death Hand. So it's, it's, <laughs> it's one of the it's one of the mini boss enemies in the Shadow Temple, which, by the way, is scary in itself. You remember the Shadow Temple, right? Remind me what skinny, long-armed thing you're talking about. Okay, so he's in the bottom of the Shadow Temple, right? And okay. he's he's like, I don't know what how to explain like his body shape, but he's like white and he's got like red ripples. Obviously, it's like Nintendo sixty four graphics, and he's got a creepy like face, like the the mouth is open, right? And you can see his like the inside of his mouth and his hands. He's got like <laughs> six or seven of them, but they dig into the ground and then they stick up out of the ground, and they right, grab you if you up. get too close. I looked it up, and yes, I absolutely remember. <laughs> Isn't that scary? I mean, they grab you, like, so fast. You get Horrifying. near it, and it's like, wow! Um, so, yeah, that... And, I mean, that... The Shadow Temple is scary anyway, right? It's at the bottom of a well. Yeah. And there's, like, blood and chains and weird-looking, like, torture devices everywhere. And it's at the bottom of a well. Like, hello, scary. But, yeah, so That's that would be... awful. It is awful. And it, and it comes, like... <laughs> out of nowhere like the hands like you get close to the hands and you're like oh that's creepy but i think i can you know beat him with my sword and then it grabs you and you're like struggling you're like ah help me do you know his name yeah i believe it's death hand dead hand yeah dead hand yeah dead hand scary um and then my next <laughs> one is actually in the same game you already mentioned it thank you very much Dang so it's it. the hand it's the hand that falls from the ceiling and it's called a wall master. That's yep. what I believe it's called. Um, so yeah, if you've ever played Ocarina of Time, and actually I didn't know this, but it's also in the original Legend of Zelda, A Link to the Past, Majora's Mask, The Oracle Games, and A Link Between Worlds. Didn't realize that it was in so many games. But if you're in a particular dungeon, right, and you like stop like moving, you stop moving the character, you'll see like a shadow get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger underneath you. And if you oh, wait wow. there too long... I'm getting chills. The hand falls. <laughs> but like it's a like it's a a black and brown like nasty looking hand in Ocarina of Time and it scares the crap out of you cuz like if that's your first game which it was for me, I didn't know that was going to fall if I stopped and yeah. collected my thoughts. <laughs> that's a perfect example of like having to live and learn. Totally it's, unfair. It's awful. So yeah, definitely be careful of those if you're playing those games. Heads up. I no, I, I I've meant to put that on my list. I actually forgot, so that works out pretty well. But yeah, that thing scared me. It scared the heck out of me. I was probably too young playing Ocarina of Time. Is it? Well, it's rated like KA, right? Kid to adult. I have no idea. I thought it was Hang rated on. E for everybody. Let me just find out. So the but, 3DS version is E10 plus. Oh, is it? And yeah, the N64 version is rated E. So like. I swear, that would be at least T in 2020. ESRB is way different now. Yeah, I mean, th that Shadow Temple is scary. I mean, there's always a tradition of something being, not necessarily scary, but dark in every Zelda game. But other than that, the game is not that scary. It's a very pleasant, yeah. fun little game. And then Shadow Temple is terrifying. Well, I hope that you didn't write this one down, but uh, it, the Redead from Ocarina of Time. Oh, I did the not. The freaking zombies that walk around the Hyrule Castle? Is that is that right? Uh, they're in Castletown, yeah. Yeah. 
Anyways, anyone that's played Ocarina of Time knows it. But listen, I got the cartridge Ocarina of Time used from GameStop. There's already save files on this game when I got it. And I was young. I was like five or six. So uh, I remember playing someone's save file. And like instead of starting a new one, or maybe I, I start, I don't know. I don't know. Not going to go there. But I, I played through someone's, played on someone's save file. And they had already progressed a lot, obviously. And they had already gone to the future and seen the redead and i walk into the freaking like when you load the game you start out in the temple of time so you walk out to the main lobby five seconds and uh and you're in the plaza and there's these redeads they scream the horrible scream is enough to make this game rated m but i digress as it is rated e for everybody um the sucking of the brains, the screeching, it is just an absolute nightmare. I mean, they, they get on your back if you get too close to them. Um, you they, can't like, even strangle kill them. you. Yeah, they, they really uh, grip you. You can't kill them, can you? Or I don't you think can. you can. Huh. I know you can, like, stun them, and I think you can play a song to freeze them, but I don't even want to be on the same screen as them. They are <laughs> disgusting. They are horrifying they are horrifying and then they show up in other zelda games too like i know they show up in majora's mask and wind waker but that's the only ones i remember but yeah they're horrifying in every every game that they're in lord um i have another zelda one. Oh no i don't that's a thing for later so what else do i want to mention real quick you should do the eel from 64 the eel. All right, let's talk about Dire Dire Docks from Mario 64. Mm-hmm. Um, absolutely terrifying. All right, I don't care how great the music <laughs> is, how great the swimming mechanics are. What a great level looking back. But man, that eel, that little triangular eel. Everything was a triangle on the N64. Little? He is not little. Uh, you're right. I don't know why I said that. <laughs> that giant eel takes up half the ocean seriously if you've played mario 64 and you have because you're alive this thing scared the heck out of me (laughs) as a kid please tell me i'm not alone no you're certainly not alone i'm still scared are you kidding me (laughs) my mother had to play that level with me or for me or whatever i the stars in that in that (laughs) level i couldn't do it i could not freaking do it and I don't know if it's just water levels in general that I hate now because of Dire Dire Docks and that eel, but I don't like water levels in any video game. Uh, True story. No. You are certainly not alone. I don't remember ever having someone play the game for me, but he just he sits <laughs> in this he sits in the ship, right? For the you know, the first time you see him, and then you you're supposed to sit in front of him until he comes out, but he comes out so fast and he's huge. And then he Humongous. kills you. You gotta get inside his hole, right? Oh, yeah. That sounded wrong. You gotta get inside his <laughs> little uh, <laughs> his cave. <laughs> yeah, and then he sits in another cave and pops out at you, and you have to get the freaking star from his tail. That's absolutely yep. horrifying. Oh, it must have been rough in HD. No, it wasn't in HD. <laughs> it's still it was still triangular, but it was, <laughs> it was upscaled a little bit. <laughs> yeah, terrifying. What do you got? So, while we're talking about fish, we might as well talk about the other fish from Mario 64. Do you know what that is? Oh, the one that eats you? Yeah. So, if you're playing, I think the level <laughs> I think the level's called Little Big Island, isn't it? 
Something like that, yeah. Yeah, so... Oh, it's Tiny Huge Island, whatever. Oh, yeah. So if... Synonyms. If you don't know, if you sit in the water for too long... Okay, first of all, let's preface this by saying that the camera in Mario 64 is not very good (laughs) by today's standards. So if you want to look behind you, like, you really got to work for it. But if you're sitting in the water too long in um, Tiny Huge Island... The fish comes out of freaking nowhere and just gobbles you up. So you can't see it. See, but you know what's there. He's lurking if you're in the water for too long or if you go out, like you, <laughs> s- you sneak out too far, He just he's there. And he eats you and you're, it's game over. So the theme is like, the theme of this episode is things chasing you because that seems to be things that just scare the heck out of us. Yeah, Not just as kids, scary. but even today. Absolutely terrifying. And then while we're on the topic, which... I mean, I guess Super Mario 64 is a terrifying game in general. But uh, when you're playing Big Boo's Haunt, Dang the it, whole bro. level... I already knew you were going to say that. Really? <laughs> the freaking piano! <laughs> yes! <laughs> Dude, that's so scary! Really cross that off my list. Especially the first time. like You're just you're like, oh, what an innocent little piano. And then smack, 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 smack. It's horrifying. You can't stop him. He's huge, so you really have to jump around him if you want to get out of that room. Terrifying. Is it really worth getting that little red coin? <laughs> the game should not be rated E for that freaking level right there. I mean, that that whole level is, is creepy, though. There's ghosts yes. laughing at you. There's like a hissing noise that's constantly playing. Even the books that fly off the shelf kind of creep me out. I won't those lie. Those are scary. You're not expecting those either. <laughs> Yeah, I think the piano and the books attack you at the same time. Yeah. Scary. All right. Well, I was going to say that one, but that's all right. That's all right. Sorry. Let's stick to the N64. I got one more N64 one real quick. I'm assuming you haven't played Spider-Man 2000. I have not. Spider-Man from the year 2000. So it's PlayStation, Dreamcast, PC, and N64. I played the N64 version growing up. And this... So, okay, let's just let's just get right to it. Another game, rated E for everybody, that I don't know, man. It should be rated T or something. <laughs> At least KA, alright? Whatever the heck ESRV thought kid to adult meant. The final boss is... You know Carnage, right? Yes. Alright, everybody knows Carnage. His name is Cletus Cassidy. He's a psycho he's a psychopathic serial killer. He's like mentally insane. And then everybody knows Doc Ock because we saw the movie in the early two thousands. Um, they combined them at the end of this game. Monster Ock is the final boss of Spider Man from two thousand. Um so you combine the psychotic mind of Cletus Cassidy with Doc Ock's arms, and he's a symbiote as well. You have this giant, psychotic, symbiotic octopus, and guess what? It's chasing you. It's a chase level. Um, of course, it absolutely is. horrifying. Absolutely. Uh, if you just like quickly search up pictures, um, you can go ahead and look it up too, real quick. I highly recommend it. Um, I don't really know if tonight. I want to. so this thing a fun fact this thing is not even from the comics this is specifically made for the game um it's horrifying and that's that's all i have to say about it it is absolutely horrifying and it's the very last boss i can't believe that it exists i think it's kind of cool now but terrifying 
Did you look really it up? I don't really want to know. No, I'm too scared. <laughs> okay, all right. I'll send you a picture later. No, thanks. <laughs> uh, since you took one of mine, why don't you go ahead and do one or two? All right. Um, okay, so this next one is actually from PS2 era for me. So, and it's not even really part of the game, so you're probably going to be like, wow, this is so lame. But <laughs> have you ever played Tony Hawk Underground Pro Skater? I mean, Tony Hawk Underground, not Pro Skater. I haven't played the first Underground. You haven't? Okay, so you know that one of the big developers in that game is Neversoft, right? Yeah. So before the game even starts, like as soon as you turn the game on, put oh the game up. Oh my gosh. <laughs> is this on your list? No, but I know oh. what you're going to say. <laughs> okay, so it's the Neversoft like sewer scene. And so Oh, never mind. You've never you've, have you ever seen this? No. So this really scary like super intense music plays and you can't skip it right away. Like you have to watch it for, you, for a few seconds before like you can press the button for it to go on. So it shows a sewer, right? And you're skating over the sewer and something comes out of this the sewer and it drags the skater into the sewer. And then I don't know what happens. He, like, gets attacked or, like, eaten. And then his freaking eyeball flies from his head and creates the Neversoft <laughs> logo. That's horrifying. And you're, so, like, mashing X or whatever yes, to skip I'm like, past this please, thing. go, go, please. But, oh, my God, it's horrifying. I'm probably, I mean, I could it. probably put in a clip, but it's it's horrifying. Listen to the music. I can't listen to it, but that's hilarious. It's absolutely horrifying. And you can't skip it right away. Spider-Man was developed or published, definitely developed by Neversoft too. That's funny. Absolutely horrifying. I mean, it's still scary. That music is horrifying. When you brought it up, I thought you were just gonna tell me that the eyeball and the needle going through it was like horrifying to you or something. But oh well, that part too. But the, the guy getting dragged <laughs> in the sewer and then that being his eyeball, and they want you to play a game where you're the skater. That no. scene alone made that game rated T. Oh my god. <laughs> Creepy. Alright, you want me to say another one? You got one. How many you have left? I have two with an honorable mention. Okay, I'll do two then. Alright, so... Um, everyone except Hannah has played Halo, I think. So... Uh, yep. <laughs> the Flood from Halo. They're these tendril-like little freaks that combine or not combined to each other and i should not have been playing this m-rated game under the age of 17 <laughs> esrb did warn me on this one but i didn't listen uh so basically yeah there's like these beige colored like they all look like one big tumor when they're combined or several tumors but they walk and uh they bring the dead back to life they they all combine onto one dead human being and um Often that dead human being is like another marine on your team, and it's like, wow, now I have to kill my homie. And he looks like a nasty tendril monster. Uh, I'm not doing a great job, but I'm doing my best. They're these little parasitic freaks. Um, everyone knows what I'm talking about, so I'm really just trying to paint the picture for you right now, so I that have you can no have that lovely about. nightmare tonight. Oh man, <laughs> you're not listening because you you don't want to picture it. That's what it is. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Even the tiny ones are creepy. They're like, honestly, they all look like little brains. They're kind of 
just nasty. The, the big puffy one that is like a combined version of all of them is the ugliest. And when you shoot it with a shotgun, the thing blows up and all the little tiny ones come after you. It is disgusting. Oh, man, things chasing you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I guess every enemy is going to come after you in a video game. Yeah, that's true. No one's just going to sit there. It looks scary. <laughs> um... I don't have much to say about this one, but Doom 3 is PS2, maybe? It's definitely an Xbox game. I played it on Xbox, and um, just, it's like a lot of satanic themes, and like, um, well, obviously it's Doom, everything's about hell, but uh, really disturbing, like, aspects of that game, and I feel like the older graphics really give it an advantage in this realm. Um because it's it's dark and it's like kind of blurry and you can't always see what's going on i don't know if it's considered a survival horror game but definitely a creepy game so i decided to add it to this list i never got too far in it i couldn't even play it alone uh definitely <laughs> got to have somebody in the room with me when i'm playing that one with the lights on well doom in general is a pretty dark and gory kind of game so i could imagine I've definitely, like, I'm a big fan of the latest editions, but this one, yeah, is an FPS, and it was dark. I don't know, the latest ones aren't really scary, but I know what you mean. Alright, you want me to go to my last two now? Let me hear them. Okay, so, I don't have a lot of experience with this one, but I did play it a little bit as a kid. It's, it's Lavender Town and Pokemon Red and Blue. I know you played that. Oh my gosh, that is a great one. So, I don't know, it's like the purpley, dark gray, white color scheme of that level, obviously, because it was on the Game Boy, just makes it even more scarier. Could you say that the color is lavender? Yeah, you could say that it's lavender. (laughs) Or Nintendago. Anyway, and it's it's just the whole, like, theme of Lavender Town, it's just, it's scary for a little kid, you know? When I was playing this, I was like, really really young six five or six maybe and the music is terrifying and not to mention like there's ghosts everywhere obviously ghost pokemon so they're not that scary but they're also not that friendly looking either (laughs) but yeah i think the music is what really is really creepy that's a good one i didn't actually think about that at all but yeah and especially when you learned about like cubone i don't know if that was the anime or the game but cubone and like okay that's that makes it really kind of creepy sad. And, and sad, yeah. Yeah, poor Cubone. And then the next one for me is, like like I said earlier, is that Zelda games always have like a, a creepy level in every single game, regardless of how nice the game is. Although I guess Breath of the Wild doesn't really have that. Anyway, I digress. So the scene that I'm specifically talking about is actually a cutscene, and it's from um, The Legend of Zelda Twilight Princess. Have you played Twilight Princess? Yeah. So I don't know if you remember the scene, but Link is like floating in this black void, right? And then you see the goddesses create the world, create the universe. Um, and then his friend, I believe it's Ilya, is her name. She's one of the, the like your childhood friends or whatever. And she's just like suddenly there holding a knife and has completely white out like whited out eyes. And she's staring at you holding this knife, and then she raises the knife as to, like, stab you and, like, gasps. She's like, <gasps> and like, oh, so that's scary. And then that whole 
the whole scene for me it's just scary because after that you see like the knife it cuts and like the knife falls down you're like oh okay so you know nobody got hurt and then link (laughs) which is you who also has wide eyes is running towards these three i mean the character models are just link but they're all blacked out and they have red eyes and they're just staring at you that i mean and the music in that is just scary they're called interlopers and they have like dark magical powers it's just it's creepy the eyes and the eyes are what gets me you would I think mean, that it, that would stand out in my mind more, but I really don't remember that. Well, that the game is kind of got a dark tone, anyways. I mean, Zant, like the dude. Yeah, I was gonna say Zant is horrifying. Zant, I mean, he's he's he doesn't look so bad in like his outfit, but then when he takes his helmet off or whatever you call that, I don't even know, like a mask thing. He's kind of he's pretty creepy, and then he's pretty the ugly. the inhabitants of Twilight, like Twilight Realm. Oh my gosh! Yes. I mean, it's it's just a dark, it's dark and it's scary. I mean, I played this not as an adult, but not necessarily as a young child either. It's still pretty creepy. Yeah, absolutely. Yep, I you know I really like dark tones in movies and dark atmospheres and stuff in games, but I don't know. I you know what talking about it makes me want to go back and play Twilight Princess. It's been a long time. Twilight Princess is good, but it's certainly dark. Aside from Wii Sports, I think that was my first game on the Wii. <laughs> I think I think Wii Sports was everyone's first game on the Wii. Oh yeah. All right, all right. That's it for you. I have an honorable mention. If you want me to just say it real quick. Sure. Okay. So you have not played Skyward Sword, right? Right. Okay. So there's this. It's not a level, but it's like something that you have to do. You have to collect these drops, but it's. In called what's like the silent realm and so it's not timed per se but you you have to get like the next drop between a certain amount of time or like these big giant like mechanic metal looking things will come and run after you and kill you to so that i mean that's it's, it's so tense it's not necessarily scary but they're running like they're chasing you and they're running <laughs> and you have to try to get these freaking drops and if you don't we'll come after you that would uh. be my honorable mention Alright. Yeah, I need to play that game. Yeah, you should. I heard it's a, that it's amazing you are game. a... Uh, you're a port beggar, right? I am, I am a port beggar. You're a port <laughs> beggar for uh, Skyward Sword. Yeah, that would be my port. Although I'd want like an HD port, so I don't know if you could really consider that a port. HD beggar. HD, HD beggar. port beggar. Yeah, that's me. <laughs> Alright, so I know no one knows what the heck we're talking about, but Hannah just like had someone comment on her on her post right tell me tell me what happened yeah so i posted a picture of the new joker amiibo right and i was like so cool when is persona 5 gonna come to the switch you know it's weird that he's in smash we don't get the main game even though we get <laughs> persona 5 scramble i think that's what it's called but yeah son was like stop being or just go buy a ps4 you poor beggar like, hey <laughs> i mean he's not wrong i do i do want a lot of ports but like it's not kind of what switch people do like okay we have this really amazing console now port your game over here so we can buy it again that seems like a good thing you know aren't you why don't you get yourself a ps4 though i mean they're gonna be super cheap now yeah but i don't really want to put that much money into another system you know what i'm saying yeah yeah i don't know i do i don't want to divide my attention (laughs) Well, I am realizing now that I forgot to mention this on my been playing, 
but this one came up about a week or two ago and it's called time splitters future perfect uh this is like a pretty beloved series actually i've i've never played any of the games this is one of like three different games they're in gamecube original xbox and ps2 and it's just a first person shooter that's actually aged pretty well um, i'm playing co-op with a friend right now and it's not a horror game it's not a scary game at all but i got to like the third or fourth level and it's called manic mansion anyone who's played already knows what the heck i'm talking about but this game starts off with people like literal zombies coming after you but they're not like the the green childish zombies that you would see like in an animation or something this is like real life human beings coming at you um they've got hammers they've got guns sometimes it's weird seeing a zombie with a gun um <laughs> i've literally but... ever seen that <laughs> that is the beginning that is only the beginning um, because as you go on through this level, there are literal ghosts and spirits, and you have to shoot them with a flamethrower. I didn't know ghosts had a weakness to flame until I played this game. Um, still, huh. pretty normal stuff so far, ghosts and zombies. And then you start to get a little creepier. There's um, insane scientists that really make you feel like you're in an insane asylum. Uh, there's a bunch of scientists, and they're they're either losing their mind or they've already lost it and they're coming to attack you they do that like laughing thing where they you know they're clearly insane right they're sitting in a corner and they're not even attacking you they're just sitting there laughing right it's horrible any anytime a game does something like that or a movie it's awful just the ambiance um, is scary <laughs> exactly and it only gets worse from here so the two things i want to highlight about this manic mansion Number one, I, I got to this part of the level and uh, right after a boss fight, and then you start hearing some mooing, like cows mooing. Uh-huh. What the heck is this? And um, mind you, this is a complete 180 turn because the game was not creepy up to this point. So anyways, I beat this mid middle of the level boss and I, I opened the next door of the mansion and mooing, right? And you you start to see a horde of things walking towards you and cows mooing i wasn't sure what i was looking at probably because the graphics aren't great in 2020 um but you're like what are those the, uh, blobs <laughs> yeah so as they get closer they are dead headless and gutted cows okay they are walking on the bones of their feet on two legs like they're like they're real i mean <laughs> like they're um <laughs> Like humans? they're humans, right? Oh. Humans walking bipedally. Yeah. And they're mooing. It's just constant mooing. Um, they just kind of hurt you by swinging their bony arms at you. And I, I've never seen anything like it. It was, it was crazy. And Ew. the other thing that I want to highlight is they made a pun on Deer Hunter. They, there's this boss called the Deer Haunter. So you walk into this room, you got to kill a bunch of um, zombies. They're just kind of falling from the sky. Everything's fine. And then after you kill enough of them, (laughs) after you kill enough of them, the boss comes on the screen. And so you're in this room and there's like deer and other animals mounted to the wall like a hunter would have. And all of a sudden the 
the deer's head, one of the deer's heads starts to like move and uh, it's coming to life, right? But it's, it's disturbing. Okay. So it comes to life and it unmounts from the wall and it's like this full, maybe 20 foot tall boss. And the thing is coming at you swinging with its freaking hooves and really I think I think uh, what makes it scary is like the smile this thing has like the thing is smiling with teeth and everything it is really really something to see Ew. I mean I'll send you a picture later don't worry no I'm the gonna deer have haunter nightmares. yeah this was uh totally unexpected and I'm really glad that that we waited to record this until after because that's a good one to mention that sounds absolutely horrifying I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> So, uh, I have a couple honorable mentions real quick. What the heck is the happy mask salesman in Ocarina and Majora's Mask? That's see? You didn't scare me. What? Alright, he didn't scare scare me, me. but he's he's sitting there rubbing his little pans and he's freaking got that ugly, horrible smile. I, I hate that dude. Yeah, the one thing that for me was really creepy is that, like, his movements were really quick like you couldn't see like he would just he'd be looking at you or he'd be looking at the ground and then just like that he'd be looking at you like no movement it was just bam yeah like you hit a to go to the next dialogue in the cutscene and he totally changes his stance just because it's it's an n64 game no i think they did that on purpose man oh you think so (laughs) yeah i think they did that on purpose just to just to like throw you off it's like oh god should i be trusting this guy should i be talking to this guy (laughs) He was like such a non-important character in Ocarina, and he's so important in Majora's Mask. It's crazy. It's crazy. And then I think this is the most modern one I've mentioned so far. It's how ha- it's uh, Hello Neighbor. Uh, I almost said Happy Neighbor. There's nothing happy about <laughs> the guy. Have you seen? You know what Hello Neighbor is? Yeah, it's basically hide and seek, isn't it? Where you're trying to no. hide from, or, or you're trying to get. Oh, you're trying to get out of the guy's house, right? You're you're getting into the house. Actually, you're breaking oh. in. Um, but yeah, I don't, I don't know if this is a horror game or not. I didn't want to keep it as one of my like eight or nine that I mentioned, but that game really creeped me out. Um, probably more than it should have. I couldn't play that game alone. There's some very, very bizarre things in that game that don't make sense. Um, and yeah, it's, it's just another scenario where you have someone chasing after you and you don't have a weapon, so you got to run for your life. It's... It's probably along the lines of survival horror, but... And the neighbor... Yeah. I mean, the neighbor's creepy looking himself, isn't he? Exactly, yeah. It's not very friendly. But yeah, some very strange sequences in that game. I actually beat it, though, like uh, last year, I think. Very interesting game. Oh, not for me. <laughs> Definitely not for so, me. So, uh, speaking of modern games and stuff, let's just um, recommend a few titles to get people... Uh, that we think you guys would want to play to get in the spooky spook to spook oh my gosh okay wait 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 wait. Wait, wait wait before you say that i have i have things that games that i've played recently that have scared me too oh go for it okay sorry to ruin your transition but you did mess it up so <laughs> it's okay <laughs> okay so obviously i'm sure you've known from this podcast i'm a big baby i hate watching scary movies or anything scary like that so on my Instagram, a developer sent me a code for Among the Sleep. I don't know if you've ever heard of that. But 
I was, he was like, yeah, if you just play it and like you give your thoughts on it and post it on your Instagram, I was like, yeah, sure, I can do that. Well, I didn't realize that it was a scary game until I <laughs> like started playing it. And so you wake, like you're a child, like you wake, you wake up and you play as a tiny child. So you're really close to the ground. And the premise of the game isn't really that scary. But, like, as soon as you open your eyes, like, this creepy-looking teddy bear is looking at you, and he's like, we should go in this wardrobe. We should go in this closet. And you're like, mm, I don't really think so. Mom told me to go to sleep. <laughs> he's like, no, you should you should go in this closet. And uh, the music is scary, and the whole time I was playing it, I had it on mute. <laughs> I couldn't play it because I, I felt bad because this guy gave me a free code for it. It's like, I have to play this game. I have to do it. But I was absolutely <laughs> petrified. Absolutely Among terrified. The sleep. Among the sleep, that was one of those. Right. And then, and then another one is me and my friend went to Dave and Buster's a while ago, and she loved scary stuff. She loves haunted houses and all sorts of stuff. So there's actually a game. It's called Darkscape 4D, and it's one of those. I should have realized it was one of those really terrifying, scary games, but I didn't. And I let her convince me to go inside. So it's like a. I don't, I don't even know how to explain it, but it's like a 4D experience where you're sitting down. It's like in a booth, so you're it's pretty private. It's kind of like a photo booth, but huge. You know what I'm talking about? It's got like the big screen, and you sit yeah, down. And, oh, God, it, it, it kind of scares me to talk about, honestly. But you <laughs> sit down, and you have like the gun thing. They have the aim, and then you put on these 3D glasses. So it's like it actually looks like it's popping out at you. And the whole premise of the game, if I remember correctly, which I'm sure I don't, but you're in this like facility that works on experiments on creatures or whatever and you're trying mm. to get out i don't know why I, i'm sure we didn't finish the game i was too scared but there's a sensor on the guns so if you like release your hand like it won't work you have to have both hands on the gun at all time for it to work for ready for the progress and shoot things so you have to have so i'm sitting there like curled up like with my <laughs> with my head like digged into my chest and I was like I don't want to play this anymore but when the things like the, the whole point of the game is like jump scares and there's jump scares that are literally every 30 seconds so there's zombies falling out of the ceilings or you go and turn behind you and there's one right there or you turn a corner and there's one right there or one falls on top of you and it's absolutely horrifying and I don't know if this is actually true but it says there's like sensors and the things that like track your heart rate and so every time it freaks <laughs> you out it like counts it's like are you freaked out 76 times while you're playing this game at the end oh god it's just it's horrifying and the, and the and the things are like zombies or like all sorts of messed up things with like creatures and like their their organs are on the outside or like you can see the ribs are broken oh. over like filleted open and it's very graphic and it's all in 3d and, oh, oh yeah and there's also like speakers right next to your ear but there's also like mist and things that squirt at you so it makes it seem like it's right there and I, I, we were scream. I was screaming so loud. I don't know how we didn't get kicked out. Like screaming <laughs> bloody murder. I was petrified. Your friend probably wasn't even scared. It was probably all you screaming. It was, and she was laughing her butt off. <laughs> I was like, this is, this is one of the scariest things I've ever experienced in my life. Would not recommend. Uh, was that the VR thing you were talking about earlier? Yeah. Okay. I love Dave and Buster's. It reminds me there's a Luigi's Mansion game at my Dave and Buster's, which is total garbage, but worth mentioning because it's October. I have actually played that, where you're like, you hold the whatever the thing's called and you like slam it around. Uh huh. 
Yeah, I played that. I would, would recommend that one, not this one. <laughs> not Dark Escape 40. Was the uh, the first game you mentioned just now, was it the, the Among the Sleep? Is that a Switch game? Yeah, it is. Okay. I was just curious if you were playing on PC or something. No, I played it on my PS4. <laughs> <laughs> All right. If you don't mind, I'm going to try the transition again. Go ahead. Nail it this All right, time. I appreciate it. Spooktober. Yeah, so we're just going to recommend some games for you guys to play this month to get in the mood of uh in the in the season the i don't really know the word i'm trying spooky to spooky season here. all right spooky season <laughs> um i'll go first this time since you've been going first all day all night um outlast is the scariest experience i've ever had in my life more scary than any real life events um more than any movie any game and Honestly, I think the first one. So there's two Outlast games right now. The third one is in development. But the first one takes place in a haunted... Not haunted. It takes place in an um, insane asylum, which is just an amazing premise. Of course premise, it does. <laughs> an amazing premise to scare anyone. There's plenty of times where you get chased. And this game, you your only weapon is your camera. You don't have any weapons in the game. You record what's going on because you're, the main character is a reporter and you know it's dark as heck there's no lights why would there be lights um and you use your night vision right on your camera it's insane oh of course you do at some point in the game you end up going outside into like this courtyard and you have to get yourself back into the freaking insane asylum but the whole time you're trying to escape the asylum and then why did I play through that game? Because my girlfriend and my friend, they like forced me to freaking play this game and they watch and it's, it's a serious, it's a serious feat if you can, if you can beat this game. And the sequel was pretty bad as well. This one takes place completely outside. Um, and it's like a lot of rituals and like, uh, religious themes and, you know, religious themes typically make for like when you get like catholic themes and in, in scary stuff they usually do a pretty good job um and yeah it was it was something highly recommend them if you want to get freaked the heck out Ooh, not for me no thanks it wasn't for me either <laughs> another one i haven't played resident evil 7 but it looks terrifying it looks just as bad as outlast uh and if you really feel like spooking yourself Play it in VR because it is a VR game. No thanks. And then uh, another one I have played is Alien Isolation. I know that you are a big Alien fan. I so am. So you are definitely going to have to play this one. No thanks. You're getting chased by a xenomorph throughout the whole game. And then later you find out it's not just one xenomorph that's been chasing you. And man you are it's a survival horror so you're very limited on resources all the time and terrifying absolutely terrifying and uh another couple that kind of like laid the groundwork i want to say for alien isolation or not a couple but bioshock right bioshock and bioshock 2 are very similar gameplay wise i feel like they're kind of like the first mainstream survival horror i mean Oh my gosh, I can't say that because there's like Resident Evil has been around for a, like a good decade and a half before Bioshock, but I don't know. It's like it definitely laid the groundwork for Alien Isolation. Um, 
And then We Happy Few feels a lot like Bioshock. Highly recommend that. Uh, the Evil Within is one I've started recently. It's on PS4 and Xbox One, all the main consoles. And then Blair Witch is another one I would like to try next time I feel like getting scared to pee in my pants. <laughs> I think there's a movie called Blair Witch, but the game was very scary looking. But, um, yeah, what do you got? So I have a long list, and I can tell you that I've played none of them, um, obviously, because I hate scary games. <laughs> but <laughs> some of these aren't even, like, really that scary. Like, my first suggestion, or my first uh, game that I might actually kind of play is The Walking Dead by Telltale. Telltale? So it's a it's based off the popular Walking Dead series, but I'm pretty sure it has its own, like, original story. Hmm. Have you ever played it? No, but I love the show. So yes, that would be my first recommendation. And then Little Nightmares Complete Edition. You ever heard of that one? I've seen a little bit of gameplay, yeah. That one's pretty creepy. So it's a puzzle platformer horror game, and you're essentially playing like a big game of hide-and-seek. Like There's always someone trying to look for you, like a... You're, you're a tiny little child in like a cute yellow little rain jacket, and there's this giant... <laughs> like deformed person trying to come after you i might actually play that one and then there's actually like a what? lot what i would play the little nightmares <laughs> no you wouldn't i think i would all right maybe with the lights on and the music off <laughs> next episode i want to hear how good it was no maybe not um, and then there are a bunch of Resident Evil games on the Switch, and I had no idea. So there's Resident Evil Revelations Collection, which includes 1 and 2, Resident Evil Origins Collection, Resident Evil 4, and Resident Evil Triple Pack. I know you just mentioned Resident Evil. I had no idea, first of all, that there were that many, and second of all, that there were that many on the Switch. Right. So if you like survival horror games, have at it. Um, have and then at the it. next one. Is Friday the 13th the game. I've actually heard really good things about this. Have you ever played it? Yeah, I've heard of it too. So it's obviously based on the things. movie. And you get to play as the main character and kill people. How exciting. Interesting. Interesting take on that. And then the next one is Darkwood, which is actually just received a physical edition by my friends over at Super Rare Games. You should go check it out. Um, and it's a top-down, free-roaming, surreal horror game. And it's you play it in a randomized world. So even more scary. You don't know what to expect when you turn it on. Wow. Another one is Layers of Fear Legacy. Never played it. Don't ever plan on playing it. Next one is Remothered. <laughs> <laughs> Spirit Hunter Deathmark, which is a horror visual novel adventure game. Then there's Flipping Death, which isn't scary. Just... On theme, Night in the Woods, Binding of Isaac, um, and then Crypt of the Necrodancer, which... The Zelda game? No. So Crypt of the Necrodancer came out first, and then they decided to make Cadence of Hyrule. Gotcha. Which is like the, not a spinoff, but like a different game altogether. But Crypt of the Necrodancer is, like, it's not necessarily scary, but it fits the theme of spooky. It's a roguelike rhythm game where you fight enemies and explore dungeons dungeons to the beat of really cool jams. 
Yeah, I can uh, I can vouch not for the gameplay, but for the really cool jams. They got some yep. good music in that game. I've also listened to those. Um, the next one would be Limbo, Severed, which are indie games, and then Doom, which I know we've already talked about. Dark Souls, not necessarily scary, but on theme, and then Among the Sleep, which I played and was terrified of. Honestly, I think you deserve a round of applause for playing a scary Thank you. game. Thank you very much. And then, last but not least, I don't know if we talked about this, but Luigi's Mansion 3. That was on my list. Why didn't I mention it? Huh. Yep, definitely uh, Halloween-themed. And I think the last one is probably turning a year, any day now, a year old, because I think it came out in October last year. Yeah, you're right. Dang, it's already been a year? I had a blast with that game. It's my favorite Luigi's Mansion of three for sure but yep it's already been a year i just wanted to throw in a couple more retro or not scary at all games we got ghosts and goblins and the maximo games on ps2 ghosts and goblins ghouls and ghosts um psp nes lots of ways to play those there's castlevania of any kind grabbed by the ghoulies is a rareware game on the original xbox it's also on rare replay if you're looking for some kind of like 3d platformer hack and slash goodness another thing in that sort of genre is medieval which came out remastered on ps4 last october uh or you can play the playstation uh, or psp versions <clears throat> Then there's that's why I didn't mention Luigi's Mansion. It's on this list. Gotcha. So yeah, any Luigi's Mansion will get you in that spooky, spooktober mood. And then um, one that you've mentioned that I should mention is The Mummy Demastered. I remember back in the first or second episode of the podcast, I was playing this game, and it's super cool, super cool game. It's like Super um, Super Metroid. Uh, so yeah, check that game out. Check all of those games out. As many as you possibly can before uh, before October is over. And just because we didn't mention them, I think we should say like Fatal Frame games and Silent Hill. Konami has some Saw games. Honestly, Konami did pretty well in the horror genre before Honami, Konami became um, not cool. But yeah, that's going to wrap it up for this episode, unless you have anything else you want to mention. Uh, no, I think uh, I think we nailed it. Probably should have asked before I declared the episode over. So, where can the people find you, Hannah? Gamebril Advance SP on Instagram. She is playing games again, y'all. Yes. She can be Gamegirl Advance again. I am at that gamer nerd on Instagram and Bird Dog Gaming everywhere else. And don't forget, this podcast should be available and future ones on other things besides YouTube. And that includes the first eight episodes before this one as well. So episode nine, next next uh, time we get together, <laughs> will be on ten episode ten. Episode ten. What is the <laughs> what is the theme? Limited run companies. So. Yes part two of the death of physical media so we're looking forward to that one it's going to be a good episode and uh yeah we'll see you guys next time right here on the unlockable podcast see ya <laughs>